0: Welcome to the Lake Show Life Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jason Reed and Daniel Presciano. Before
1: we get started in guessing all of the uh, Los Angeles Lakers' first 37 games now that the NBA schedule has been released, I would just like to congratulate Laker fans Uh, Fansided put out their yearly Fansided 250, which ranks the top 250 fandoms. Uh, It's sports, athletes, movies, entertainment, TV, video games. It's a little bit of everything. And after winning the NBA championship just under two months ago, the Lakers ranked number one on this list. The best fans in the world. We didn't need the the Fansided 250 to tell us that. We knew Laker fans were the best in the world. But here they are getting recognized finally as number one. And as a nice little uh, sprinkle on top of that, you know, some Laker fans might not love this. LeBron James ranked fourth out of all 250 fandoms. So LeBron himself is a top five fan uh, fandom. Lakers number one. Uh, It's just a testament to how great Laker fans are, even though a lot of other fans say we're annoying, Daniel.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The Lakers really do have a great fan base. And like you said, like we didn't need that list to tell us that that was the case. I mean, we really saw it this year. We've seen it through the last few years. Obviously, you know, you got your bandwagon fans with everywhere, but there are a lot of diehard Laker fans, man, that have really stuck it out since, what, the early 2010s with Kobe going down um, and all the young uh, the young guys kind of taking the lead and now, you know, winning an NBA title. So it's good to see on that list that the Laker fans are actually getting, you know, their due.
1: Yeah, and the uh, 3-1 Los Angeles Clippers uh, ranked <laughs> Clippers do be living rent-free in my head. I'm going to be honest. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: They rank, oh, yeah, I know. They're they, Kike Hernandez for me.
1: <laughs> they rank uh, 25th, 5th uh, in pro basketball behind the Milwaukee Bucks, small market 22nd, Denver Nuggets kind of small market 16, and uh, the Miami Heat at 9. So, um, you know, maybe if they didn't blow a 3-1 lead, they would actually. That's just another thing they lost uh, the Denver to the Denver Nuggets in, so that's good. Um, I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> Wow. Um, But the NBA did release the first half of the schedule. We're getting close, man. At the time of recording this, we're officially two weeks away from opening night. Uh, We're a few days away from the first preseason games. We get the first look at, you know, the new Lakers squad. I I guess our next episode will probably be uh, what we want to see in the preseason games, you know, before the season starts. But with the first 37 games being announced, we wanted to predict all 37, do about a minute rundown each. It'll be about a 40-minute episode. Um And, yeah, they haven't released the second half yet because I'm assuming to be uh, flexible, obviously, because they might have to push some things back. You know, they're doing pretty much what the NFL didn't do and give themselves the possibility to, you know, extend the season. So that's good. Um, 37 games. So, Daniel, that runs us all the way to March 3rd, which, ironically, I need to fact check this, but I want to say that was close to the day the Lakers last played. No, I think it was like March 10th before the season shut down this year. So, I don't oh, know.
0: Oh yeah, it was like March it was somewhere in the March 10s. I think it was like March 10th or March 13th or something like
1: that. Uh, hopefully we can get to that point, you know, with no serious setbacks. Um, you know, March 10th, yeah, was the last game they played last year before the uh four-month shutdown. So, hopefully we can get to that point. We'll see all 37 games, Daniel. I know you're going to write an article about this detailing a little bit more perhaps. Um, and this will coincide with that. First game, opening night versus the Los Angeles Clippers, Tuesday, December 22nd. I got the Lakers winning that one.
0: I have the Lakers winning that one too, man. I, I Nah, Clippers live rent-free, but you know what? The Lakers are the better basketball team. I think that they 100% take it down on opening night and get off to a hot start to season.
1: Absolutely. I think the depth. Um, last year, the Clippers had better top depth. Top end depth off the bench, you know, they're six, seven, eight guys. But I argued, I always argued that the Lakers were more well-rounded. They're eight, nine, ten, you know, with guys like Caruso and stuff filling out that back end. I thought the Lakers were more, you know, totally deep in that sense. Um, I think they're even better now. I think Montrezl Harrell and Dennis Schroeder is a better version of Montrezl. I said Montrezl again, of Montrezl Harrell and Lou Williams because Schroeder actually plays defense. And I just don't see, you know, we lost last year on opening nights to the Clippers. We have a two-game winning streak against them. I think they're going to continue that to three games, and then we have Christmas second game of the year on Christmas, the marquee game, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC and ESPN against the Dallas Mavericks. Now, last year the Lakers and Mavericks played a really entertaining early game, early season game where it went to overtime. Uh, Dan- Danny, Danny Green, Green hit that yeah that clutch three at the end of regulation. I was in Vegas watching that in my hotel room. It was, I was awesome. In New York City. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah. Christmas Day. We won't be in Vegas, New York City, unfortunately. Well, maybe you will be. You might be back at school. No, you won't. It's Christmas. What am I saying? Daniel, oh, I got yeah, the Lakers no. winning this one. I
0: got the Lakers winning this one too, man. I think the Mavericks are going to be a lot better than uh, people expect this season. But I think the Lakers, man, they're they're just <laughs> – it's funny. I think we're going to go across these games, and we're going to realize how many games we don't see the Lakers winning. Shit. Like, we're going to have them going like 35-2. and But anyways, you know, for Zingas <laughs> and, and Doncic – are fantastic. It's just the Lakers are just a better team <laughs> like downright, man.
1: Yeah. And you know, LeBron and Luca will probably, it'll probably be a classic battle of them going, you know, at each other. And then I give AD the advan- advantage over Porzingis and then the Lakers have more depth. So obviously other things can happen, but should be a W Sunday, December 27th playing the Minnesota Timberwolves again at home. They're starting their first four games at home. The Lakers are um, the Timberwolves are an interesting team. You know, we got D'Angelo Russell, We've got Carl Anthony Towns, you know, who unfortunately, you know, lost his mother to COVID. I just read an article about him the other day. He actually lost seven family members in total to the coronavirus, which is, you know, absolutely devastating. Oh, my gosh. Um, But he said he's going to be back. You know, he's going to try to, you know, have this be like a little bit of a therapy for him. Um, But him and Russell were college teammates, and they also added uh, Anthony Edwards, correct? Yes, Anthony Edwards. I always get him and James Weidman's names mixed up. Um, Oh, yeah. It's an interesting team. Uh, They got some interesting young pieces. They could be a potentially fun team. Um, But at the end of the day, Lakers are better. Lakers get the dub. Yeah, at home? Yeah, absolutely. And then we have at home again, Monday, December 28th. Second leg of a back-to-back against the Portland Trailblazers. Daniel, this is the first loss of the season for the Los Angeles Lakers.
0: I was just, yep. I agree with you on, there, on that one, man. I think the Trailblazers are a really good team, I think. We kind of saw it last year, the kind of like the pieces, you know, but now that they've added Robert Covington to the mix, I think they've gotten all they need. I really like that three of uh, Nurkic and Lillard and McCollum. You had Rocco into that. I think that's a very good mix. The Lakers going off a of back-to-back. I think Covington can kind of stop LeBron James a little bit. If Lakers he even take plays, Yale.
1: You know, I – Lakers are going to be obviously, uh, you know, cautious with LeBron James and the NBA just actually, um, they released, what was it like a memo or whatever saying that teams will get in trouble for resting players in star matchups on the, like nationally televised games or whatever. This isn't a nationally televised game. So maybe they can just get away with resting LeBron. Maybe they'll just make up an ankle injury or something. Um, if LeBron plays, I don't think he's going to play much. I think they might rest him. And again, it's a back-to-back Portland's a really good team. Like you mentioned, Um, yeah, I got the Lakers losing that one as well. And then we have back-to-back games on the road against the San Antonio Spurs. Wednesday, December 30th, and then Friday, January 1st. Uh, hopefully the Lakers won't be hungover from partying on New Year's with each other. Um, (laughs) I'll just knock both of these out, you know, because it's the same team, pretty much the same matchup. I just got them winning both. I think the Spurs are not a good enough team to split against the Lakers. Of course, anything could happen, but... Uh, I think Demar Derozan, their best player, is extremely overrated. I didn't want the Lakers to get him, and you know, you know, much respect to Coach Pop, but I just don't see the depth on this team to beat the Lakers.
0: Yeah, I think it kind of depends for me on how much LeBron James is playing at the beginning of the season. Uh, I'm going to give this a split. Okay, I think they could win one. You know, I don't. It doesn't really matter which one. Uh, maybe they'll win the on the 30th and not the first because they'll be out partying on um, new year's um new year's <laughs> safely but, yeah i'm I'm gonna go with the split on this one i think the spurs are not a bad basketball team they're not a good one either but uh i think when you have aldridge and DeRozan up against ad and you know our depth if lebron doesn't play that screams a split to me i don't think the lakers lose both or win both okay fair enough
1: And then we also got back-to-back games against the Memphis Grizzlies on the road in Memphis. Now, Memphis, obviously, they had a, they have, what's his name? Why can't John ja Morant. They have Jaron Jackson. Didn't they have a high pick in the draft, too? Didn't they get someone decent? Uh, you know what? Good NBA question. Let me go, I swear they NBA got someone NBA. decent. I could be wrong. I'm pretty dumb. The listeners know this. And I get things confused all the time. They had, oh, they weren't even close.
0: What? Did they not even have a pick? Oh, they maybe traded their pick.
1: Yeah, I don't even see Memphis on here. Um, oh, oh. yeah, they traded their pick. Boston. I'm oh, stupid. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Oh, they did have the fortieth pick in the draft, Robert Wood Woodard. Woodard. So watch out for him. Uh he's gonna be to a be difference maker. You, I don't even know who that is. He's gonna be a huge difference <laughs> maker in this it. game. Uh huh. <laughs> Robert Woodard.
0: No, nah, I, I like the Grizzlies' future, man. They got Brandon Clark over there too. Brandon Clark was like my absolute favorite draft pick a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that three, like that uh, you know, big three that they got over there is pretty good. Oh. And I don't know what the lineup looks like around them.
1: You know, are you talking about the big three of John Morant, Jaron Jackson, and Grayson Allen?
0: Oh, don't talk about Grayson Allen. I can't stand that dude. <laughs>
1: Grayson Allen, third string oh. shooting guard. Watch out for him. I can't
0: stand him. (laughs) (laughs) He's like one of my least favorite players in college basketball history.
1: It's that Duke thing, bro. They got you. You hate the Duke player. Oh,
0: wait. Dude. They drafted Desmond Bain. You know who Desmond Bain is right from the draft? Yeah. We did that. We did an article on him, I think.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. His name rings a bell.
0: Maybe they traded for him. I don't know. But Desmond Bain shot 45% from three. That's pretty impressive. They got a they got a good core, man. They also have Jonas Valanciunas on that team, and they traded for Justice Winslow last year. So, I mean, they got pieces. They also drafted Xavier Tillman, who's another solid player. Um,
1: and Grace They Allen. got. Oh
0: wait, they signed Killian Tilley, our boy.
1: Oh, ooh, that's bad.
0: Yeah, and they have. I like the Anthony Mountain. They have a good team, man. I'm actually kind of looking at it. They can kind of surprise. I think. I think this is my surprise team of the year.
1: I mean, they were the, what, the ninth seed last year, eighth seed. Um,
0: Yeah, without Jaron Jackson at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, I mean, the West is just so freaking stacked. Uh, This is probably a playoff team in the Eastern Conference, like for sure. Um, Oh, I would say so, yeah. uh, With that being said, I I have some surprise losses later in the schedule, so I'm going to give the Lakers two wins in this against Memphis.
0: I am also. Um, I, I like the Grizzlies team, but the Lakers are just kind of in a different weight class. That's the way I view it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it splits, though. I think the Grizzlies have a good enough team to do that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we're back in L.A. against the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I have them another win, 3-0 against the Spurs. You have them 2-1, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, that's a win right there. Okay, fair enough. Friday, January 8th, we have the Lakers hosting the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls are an interesting team. Um, I was kind of hoping they would get LaMelo. I don't know why. I just feel like LaMelo in Chicago would have been a cool fit, uh, but they did not get LaMelo. They drafted – who they draft again? Patrick Patrick uh,
0: Williams? I know they drafted Devon Dotson.
1: Devon Dotson. Yes, I remember that. No, I think they, they drafted – I think it's Patrick Williams with the first pick. I don't know. Uh, not the first pick, but their I first round pick. They drafted
0: both of them. They got both of them. Yeah. Yeah, they did get Patrick Williams.
1: Uh, Lori Markanen. Markanen. Otto Porter, Zach Levine, Kobe White. They don't have Kendrick, uh, not Kendrick Nunn. Uh, Help me right here. The guy that you wanted. Um, Point guard. Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn. Yes, not Kendrick (laughs) Nunn.
0: I mean, they also also got Kobe White. I don't know if you said Kobe White. He really looked good at the end of last year. And then Wendell Carter, one of my favorite young players in the league. Um, They got a solid team over there, too. I think they kind of got some pieces that could, you know, make them a surprise team if their uh, younger guys make, you Know the leap a lot quicker than expected.
1: Now, I could be wrong about this, but just looking at it, this team does not seem like it'd be very good at defense. I know Lori's not a good um, defender, I don't think Otto Porter is a good defender. Otto Porter's a great defender, JK Zach Levine, questionable uh, defender.
0: He's nah, I think he's a bad defender.
1: Um, I don't know, I think they get uh, used and abused by the Lakers down low. Anthony Davis is going to yeah. go off on Mark Cannon, Mark Cannon, Mark Cannon, or Mark Cannon. Or Markenin. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember probably. when they drafted him. Like Bulls fans that I know were so hyped. And I mean, he averaged 14 and 6 last year. That's not terrible. He's but... really he's good.
0: Um, Laurie Markkinen's good. He's just always hurt. So I got a dub. Lakers dub. I do also.
1: Now we have them back on the road. Two days later, Sunday, January 10th, and Tuesday, January 12th, a two-game set against the Houston Rockets. Uh, James Harden is having a standoff with Houston. Apparently, he just actually arrived to uh, Houston's training camp today, got tested and everything. Um, They did just trade Russell Westbrook to the Washington Wizards for John Wall. I'm a noted John Wall guy. I took that stance on the podcast. I'm just going to ride with it. I don't really mean it, but I'm going to ride with it. John Wall, the resurrection in Houston. Um, We'll talk about that trade a little bit when we get to Washington because the Lakers do play Washington. I do want to talk about that trade a little bit. I'm assuming James Harden is going to be on the Rockets by this point. I like their pickups in Christian Wood. I like, uh, they traded Robert Covington for two picks, but um, they also signed Boogie Cousins, which could be a surprising you know, little standout guy for him. I got the Lakers splitting.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see it. I, I will say that my stance on John Wall is not as favorable as yours. <laughs> I think he's not good. I think he's not good at the game of basketball. I think he's all flash. Kind of like Russell Westbrook. I don't think Russell Westbrook's that good. That's just an opinion. but um, Yeah, a team with John Wall and James Harden ain't going to win many games, man. Both of those guys are so ball dominant. John Wall's pretty much just going to be sitting there doing nothing. Uh, James Harden, I mean, it's his team. Boogie Cousins, though. I like that pickup, and I really like the Christian Wood pickup. I remember uh, a couple months back writing an article on uh, Lake Show Life that said that the Lakers should go after Christian Wood. In, and Montrose Harrell was also in that article, I said. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a solid team. They got a solid starting lineup with absolutely no depth. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I You know what? I'll give them a split.
1: Do you think maybe, you know, John Wall coming off of injury, he's played like, what, three games the last three years, whatever it is. Um, do you think maybe they have him come off the bench and kind of stagger their minutes a little bit? I know they kind of did that with Chris Paul back in the day, um, you know, two, three years ago. Maybe they do that to kind of solve that ball dominance. I don't know.
0: Yeah. See, the thing is, I think that they might, I think they'll probably play them together, but they're going to have to make sure John Wall buys into an additional, like another role that he's not used to, Mm -hmm. um, to kind of give Harden the reins or allow him to keep them. I would think Um, they're not going to try to suppress John Wall because John Wall, I mean, He's good on the dribble penetration. Like he doesn't play any defense. He can't really shoot, but he kind of does his thing. You know, if if they want a second guy out there, I don't know. Maybe they do run him in that second unit. Who knows?
1: I feel like John Wall is like like the ninety nine cent store version of Kyrie Irving. Like he wants to be Kyrie Irving. Like that's who he looks up to, um, just by his <laughs> play style and everything. Um,
0: <laughs> that's and, funny. And I believe
1: he came into the league before Kyrie too um i think yeah, like he two did. years before anyways yeah i got him splitting that'll be interesting see if james harden's even on the team at that point um and yeah. then we have another back-to-back they travel to oklahoma city th- oklahoma city thunder they travel to oklahoma city to take on the thunder Wednesday, january 13th uh the thunder i feel like are going to be better than expected just because it's the thunder i don't think they're going to be a playoff team or anything but i feel like you know uh sga is really solid i think he's a future all-star and al horford you know, he was terrible in Philly, but that was a terrible, you know, just combination that he was. He did not fit on that team with Joel Embiid. I think he'll have a little bit different role in Oklahoma City, um, and I think he'll actually play better. Uh, I think he's going to increase his trade value, and they'll probably end up flipping him for more picks next offseason, just like they did Chris Paul. Um, but I still have the Lakers winning this. The OKC Thunder just don't have the talent to beat the Los Angeles Lakers.
0: Yeah, agreed there. I, I, I also agree with you on what you said about Al Horford. Dude, that signing by Philadelphia was just an awful signing all the way around because Horford's genuinely really good. He's one of the best defenders in the league mm-hmm. uh, by a bunch of different metrics. He's also a good offensive player. I mean, he's a stretch five, you yeah. know, basically. He's going to work well on that Thunder team. I think they kind of need that veteran guy uh, with Chris Paul now being gone. Or wait, is Chris Paul still there? No. No, he got traded to Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I knew, I, I, knew I, I When I said that, I was like, huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, they kind of need that veteran presence there. Uh, I mean, Horford's been around the block, been on playoff teams and stuff. So, um, yeah, I I think the Thunder will be pretty decent this year, but the Lakers are better, so I will give them the dub. All
1: right, and then we got two days later, marquee matchup on ESPN, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Daniel, will you be back in Syracuse on uh, Friday, January 15th? I will not.
0: I will be in California.
1: Okay, so this won't be too late for you. We have the Los Angeles Lakers versus my boy Lonzo Ball in the New Orleans Pelicans. Lonzo
0: uh, Ball's New Orleans Pelicans.
1: Yes, that's Lonzo <laughs> Ball's team. Uh, Brandon Ingram just signed the Supermax. Uh, they added Steven Adams, which I thought was a pretty decent pickup. They kind of needed that traditional center. Uh, they mm-hmm. lost excuse me, lost Drew Holiday, but they added Eric Bledsoe and others. So I don't think they're going to lose too much in that department. I think they're a frisky team. I think they're a fun team. Zion hopefully will stay healthy. I'm really excited to see how his career develops But at the end of the day, I got the Lakers winning this one.
0: I'm going to give the Lakers a loss here. Okay. Yeah. I think that this is one of those games where it just, it can go either way. I really am a fan of the Pelicans. Mm -hmm. I I like the roster. I think having Steven Adams to work with Brandon Ingram on the pick and roll and having Zion there, it's, it's a little bit different than the Lakers would be used to and are, are more so able to handle, you know? Yeah. Um, they actually do play bigger uh, Br- Brandon Ingram plays pretty much their two, two guard at times. Mm-hmm. He's six, nine, you know, you got a point guard in Lonzo ball six, six. Then you got Steven Adams traditional center. You got Zion Williamson who plays like he's, I don't know, seven, five, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's like, they're going to meet their match. So I think I'm going to hand them an L for this one, even though, you know, I can so- totally see a dub.
1: Fair enough. Um, I will say three days later against the Golden State Warriors, Monday, January 18th on TNT, I have the Lakers losing. So I'm beating the Pelicans. I'm losing to the Warriors. Um, who do you, what do you have in this game? Do you have them winning or losing?
0: I have them also losing. I think oh. that every time, every, every year, you know, the best team has to have that one small cold streak yeah. where they kind of find their identity. I think this is going to be it because we'll talk about the next upcoming game, but I also have them losing that one too. Uh, the Warriors, man, they a lot of people counted them or counting them out right now, but they are ready to come back, man. I mean, Klay Thompson being out is is really big, but Steph Curry, James Wiseman, and um, what's his name? Draymond Green. Wiggins and, and all still the there. Supporting, yeah, and Andrew Wiggins, who took a huge step forward. Kelly I mean, They're Ray. a good team. They're a really good team.
1: Um, Yeah, man, I think – Obviously not having Clay hurts a lot. and um, They try getting Kelly Oubre to kind of replace him. Obviously no one's going to replace Clay, But at the end of the day, you know, Steph Curry and company. And do you think Steve Kerr is a great coach? Or do you think he's just, uh, you know, he benefits from the circumstance? Because I know there's a lot of people who like Steve Kerr. And then there's a lot of people who think, you know, he's just kind of lucky that he <laughs> lucked into the Warriors job.
0: I think it is a little bit of a combination. Uh, I think it's, more so that he's a bet he benefits from the circumstances i think he's very comparable to like what dave roberts is for the dodgers okay like he's just not that great of like a tactician when it comes to like the actual game yeah but he's been gifted with such a good roster that the team just does well and doesn't really need him and i mean it- you can look at it luke walton's an awful coach and he coached that warriors team to like a 31-5 yeah. record
1: yeah um that's true and Steve Kerr it's another Dave Roberts comp he at least appears to be a really good players coach like the players really respect him he kind of you know understands them they seem to get, get along yeah there's those chemistry issues with KD and Draymond but for the most part Steve Kerr seems like he has you know kind of control of that locker room and you know the respect to the players which is a big thing you know if your players don't respect you then you know that's where problems start so
0: yeah that's... absolutely especially when you're dealing with stars like that man yeah um I mean, you got to keep Steph Curry happy. You got to keep a guy like Draymond Green happy because he's got a very, very loud personality. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he, I think he's a good players coach. I think Dave Roberts is like the perfect comp for him.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, now switch places. Steve Kerr manages the Dodgers and Dave Roberts coaches the Warriors. Do they still win the same amount of games? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say yes. <laughs> um <laughs> All right, and then the next game, Thursday, January 21st, on the road. So this is an interesting stretch. So they have January 15th, and then two days off, and they play the Warriors at home, and then two more days off, and then they're on the road against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, 4.30 on TNT. You said you have it as a loss, three-game losing streak. I have yes. it as a win. All right. Um, All right. You know, I, I'm definitely okay. I'm. See, I have some more losses Later in the schedule. I have you know, because I, I feel like I, I feel like they're gonna come out of the gate hot. They're gonna wanna defend their title, they're gonna get out to a comfortable Western Conference lead. And then think, you know, they might start to lose some games that they otherwise wouldn't, and maybe we'll disagree on some of those later. Um I also have them going on a little bit of a cold streak. Um it's not it's only two games, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Um I just like the Lakers. I think they're gonna wanna this is a prove it game for them. Um and they're gonna beat Giannis and the Bucks.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I also have not taken it out but as we will go forward, I have this being the end of the losing streak. Mm-hmm. I just feel like having a losing streak, as weird as it sounds, is necessary to future yeah. success. I think a team needs to know what it's like to be hit. Uh, it's almost like a boxer, man. That's, that's the way I'm going to kind of compare it. You need to know what it's like to be hit because once you step in that ring, and if you get surprised by getting knocked out, I mean – that that's going to be an issue for you, you know, and I think the Lakers are very similar because I would say that they're the best team in, in the NBA by a good margin.
1: Yeah. Last year they did have a losing streak as well. Four game losing streak from uh, December 17th to December 25th, Christmas. They lost to Pacers, the Pacers, uh, Milwaukee Bucks, Denver Nuggets and Los Angeles Clippers. So, and then rattled off like a, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine game win streak. So <laughs> Um, yeah, you need losing streaks. And like I said, I have them going on a little mini streak later. Um, <laughs> two games, if you want to consider that a streak <laughs> technically is, um, next game we have against the Chicago bulls. You already said the losing streaks over. This is a get right game. I also have them winning. Um, we already talked about the bulls. I just don't think they can keep up with a team like the Lakers. They're going to be in the lottery again. Let's be honest. Um, but maybe they surprise Monday, January 25th. They're on the road again. Oh, damn, this is a long road trip. It's a really yeah. long road trip because of the scheduling and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I have them winning against the Cleveland Cavaliers on the road. LeBron James, he ain't going to lose to his old team.
0: No way. Oh, man. I thought you were going to say losing for a second. I no. Have been like, huh?
1: <laughs> no,
0: not at all. <laughs> no, the Cavaliers, I think, might be the worst team in the NBA. Oh, Maybe.
1: Maybe. Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Lakers should absolutely destroy them by at least 30 points and then take that into the 27th when they play the Philadelphia 76ers what you got in that Jason.
1: On ESPN 430 Pacific 730 Eastern, I have it as an L for the Los Angeles Lakers.
0: I have it as a W and it's because I think this is the start of the snowball effect but they start winning a lot of games.
1: Okay, fair enough um I think it's their fourth game on the road it is leg one of a back-to-back with leg two being against a much worse team uh we'll talk about in a sec I think that's gonna you know kind of play into it the whole three games in four days um and I th- the Sixers are good man Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid I think Daryl Morey did a great job of surrounding them with more complementary pieces uh they added Seth Curry which was awesome um yeah they traded Josh Richardson but You know, Richardson was always kind of a quirky fit on that team, even though he had the potential. I feel like Seth Curry more fits into that mold of what they need. Uh, They got rid of Al Horford, obviously, which is a huge move. That That might just be addition by subtraction. Um, And I like like the Sixers. I think they're going to have something to prove here, and I think they're going to beat the Lakers on prime time, and then the next day on the back-to-back, the Lakers are going to play the Detroit Pistons and then just absolutely slaughter them.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening, them losing and then just coming out the next day, even on a back-to-back and just saying, all right, We're upset. Like, let's just pound this team.
1: Yeah. Uh, This is the uh, potential right here. I'm saying it right here, right now. Best game of the season for Kyle Kuzma. He's going to be at home. Uh, He's from Flint, Michigan, obviously. Um, He's going to be playing the Pistons, and he's going to have something to prove because at this point, the trade rumors will be up. They always are up, and he'll probably be playing like crap. Let's be honest. It's Kyle Kuzma, and (laughs) (laughs) he's going to go off. This is going to be the Kyle Kuzma game where he reels like half a Laker fans back into believing in him
0: oh yeah he always has that one game every year and it's right at the ideal time too people are starting to write articles people are starting to talk about him on podcasts and then all of a sudden he comes out with a 30 point game and everybody's like oh sorry we were wrong and then everybody always forgets oh he averaged 10 points per game down the stretch on like 35 percent shooting
1: that was that was (laughs) last year against it was the thunder right he just went off because lebron and ad didn't play pretty sure that's what it was
0: Yes. I remember that game.
1: I got to see what day that was. I, I, I think
0: have, it was against the Thunder anyway.
1: It was against the Thunder for sure. Cause I know there was one game where he went off and then there was a game where Ronda went off. Yeah. Against the Thunder January 11th. So it's like two weeks later this year. Oh, Daniel, you're right. So January 10th and 11th were his two best games on the 11th. He went, he had 36, seven, 36 and seven. And on the, tw- <laughs> and on the 10th, he had 26 and six. So his wow. two best games. Um, back-to-back days, you know, hyping wow, up those he's trade so rumors. Good. <laughs> he's so good, Jason. <laughs> um, uh. And maybe, yeah, LeBron might not play on this because they have a high-profile matchup two days later against the Boston Celtics. So that'll, that's just the perfect, perfect game for Kyle Kuzma to go off. I'm writing that down in my calendar right now.
0: Kyle Kuzma day. Kyle Kuzma goes
1: off. <laughs> um, Saturday, January 30th against the Boston Celtics on ABC, 5.30 p.m. Yeah, PM Pacific. I can't talk today. I have the Los Angeles Lakers.
0: I kind of want to flip this. You can get some time to think. You go first. (laughs) I have the Lakers winning. They ain't going to lose in prime time. They ain't going to lose on national TV. They ain't going to lose to uh, their rivals. It ain't going to happen. The Lakers will take it on January 30th against the Celtics.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm stay with my initial, which was a win. Um, I don't love what the Celtics did this off season. They 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 ran into a weird predicament, and I've heard like Bill Simmons and such talking about this, and it makes total sense. Like they had all these draft picks, you know, and it's like for a long time, it's like draft capital, draft capital, draft capital, and they got a little unlucky. You know, the Kings ended up being better than expected one year, so they didn't get that high pick that they were expecting, you know, and all that. But they came into this draft with three picks. I want to say it was like 14. Uh, 20 and 28 something like that and it's like cool you have three first round picks but you're just getting three back-end guys you know one back-end lottery guy and then two late first rounders that maybe will be rotation players at the very best and they weren't able to flip those assets into something better um which i feel like should be considered an l for the celtics you know as a celtics fan i would consider that an l um that you weren't able to capitalize on that they lost gordon hayward but they shouldn't have paid him that much anyways um tristan thompson I, I, it's kind of getting overhyped. I don't think Tristan Thompson's that great of a basketball player, he's personally. Not. Um, he's not. But, you know, he's going to be manning down the center position. They did resign Taco Fall. That's huge. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, he's huge. You're right. <laughs> I love I love Jason Tatum. I think he is a future MVP finalist, potentially even a future MVP just winner. Um, I just I have a hot take for you. Let's hear it.
0: I think Jason Tatum's a top-ten player in the NBA right this minute.
1: I— don't disagree with you.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people would disagree with me. I think he's the best wing
1: defender in the NBA. Call me crazy. And he had that breakout last year. And it was kind of yeah. derailed by, you know, the the hi- the hiatus for the, um, the season. But every time, like, a star like this breaks out, like, there's that one moment, like, in one season, year four or five, whatever, where he really starts to, like, you know, blossom, and he's on national TV, and he's just going off. And he had that. He had, mm-hmm. um, you know, if we go back, I mean, he was great in the playoffs, I'm looking at his playoff game logs. But there was that game, I want to say it was against the Clippers. It was like double OT, and he went off. He had like And he hit a game winner, right? I believe game so, yeah. Or something. Yeah, so he had 39 uh, points, 9 rebounds. Yeah. yeah, he just went on yeah. this crazy stretch after the all-start break. Um, 39, 28, 41, 36, 33, 32. Inactive for a game, 32. And then he, you know, had three games before the hiatus, 18, 19, 30, And then, you know, the league got postponed, but he had like a six game stretch there where he just went off. And usually we yeah. see that out of guys, you know, when they're taking that next step.
0: Yeah. I don't remember if this was in the playoffs or the regular season at the end. Um, but I remember a game where he had zero points in the first half and then went off for like 35 in the second half. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was in the playoffs, but he's capable of that, man. He's very, very good. Um, I like Jalen Brown, too. I feel like he doesn't get talked about enough on that Celtics team. I think I think they got a good little core there. It's almost like uh, when I look at the Lakers against the Celtics, it's like the Lakers are just the more advanced and experienced Celtics.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's um, pretty
0: much all it is.
1: So we both got the Lakers winning that game. I didn't change my mind. Now the next game, let's pull up my document again. We have at Atlanta Monday, February 1st, two days later, 430 Pacific. You like what Atlanta's done this off season? You know, Love they, it. They've added some pieces. They added uh, Dunn, Chris Dunn. They added Rajon Rondo, whatever. They added Gallinari, uh, Gallinari Bogey. They got Capella from last year still.
0: They drafted probably my favorite draft prospect not named Lamella Ball and Onyeka Okungwu from USC.
1: He played on Chino Hills with him, right? Is uh, that the guy who played on Chino Hills with him? I know one of the guys that got he? drafted did. Yeah. Because I saw, like, Wait, a graphic. Really? Yeah. He was on the I team with the that. Ball Brothers.
0: Oh, my gosh, yeah. Attending Chino Hills High School, where he won one state title alongside the Ball Brothers. See, I knew that they had a really good center. I just didn't know that it was Okongwu. That's interesting. Wow, Jason. That was good. good tidbit there.
1: I'm a Ball fan. What can I say?
0: Um- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ball in the family. Let's go.
1: I got a loss here. Against the Hawks? I think... Every team, every good team, has that one stinker where they lose to a bad team. It happens every year. It's going to happen this year. There's going to be a game. I have it against the Atlanta Hawks. It might happen twice. It happens to good teams, you know. Uh, the Dodgers lost a series. So the the only series the Dodgers lost this year was to the the Colorado Rockies. That's just incredible. Um, Shout out Kevin Klein. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, look, man, I just. I can't even you made me lose my train of thought, Daniel. <laughs> um they're gonna lose to one bad team. It's gonna happen. I'm trying to find a game last year where they lost to they lost to Orlando last year, okay? It's gonna happen. Uh it's gonna be against the Hawks in a close game. Trey Young's gonna have some big game, he's gonna hit like a big shot over LeBron. Everyone's gonna be like, Is this Trey Young's league? Trey Young's ready to take over, blah, blah, blah. Not talking about oh, his, yeah. you know, his defense that just isn't there, non existent. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's their one shock loss of the year. Long road trip at the end of it. Um, After a big win against Boston, they're going to kind of come down to earth and lose to the Hawks.
0: I like the Hawks. I still like the Lakers more. I I give the Lakers the W. But yeah, I really do like the Hawks this season. I have another hot take for you. Let's hear it. Hawks. They will be the four seed or better in the East.
1: Wow, that's yep. Yep. No and way.
0: That's my hot take. That's my hot take.
1: So you have...
0: That is, that is my hot take.
1: Have you thought about the top four? Because you have Boston. You yep. have... Austin,
0: Milwaukee.
1: Toronto, Philly. Who's getting kicked out of those four?
0: Oh, it'll be Toronto.
1: Interesting. Who else is there? I, I think feel like they're we're missing kind some of way. in
0: that tier with Toronto and Miami. And Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, Miami, Brooklyn. Think, Are you sure about this, Daniel? Yes, yeah. yes, I am.
0: Yes, I am. I think that they will be the four seed. It'll they'll be in the four to six range, but I like them at four.
1: Well, yeah, if you're yeah, gonna hot take, crazy. you gotta.
0: That's why it's a hot take.
1: Yeah, you gotta go for the top. All right, I mean that would be something. That would be something. Let's go from twenty and forty-seven to. But they made good moves, and Trey Young's only gonna get better. And maybe that'll they'll be a four seed by beating the Lakers. Um
0: yeah, I mean to be the four seed, you probably only have to go like five hundred in the east.
1: <laughs> and then three days later, on my sister's birthday, Thursday, February fourth, that'll be my sister's 18th birthday. Wow, crazy to think. Um, oh. On TNT, against the three and one winning Denver Nuggets, 7 p.m. Pacific. I have the Los Angeles Lakers losing against the Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray is going to go off. Nikola Jokic is going to be a little upset. And they're just just—they're going to get a little bit revenge from the Western Conference Finals. And, you know, by this point, maybe Michael Porter Jr. will be, you know, kind of progressing into that third star that we think he could or could not be. It's kind of a prove-it year for him in the, in the Nuggets, whether or not he can be that guy. I think he's going to have a great season, and I, I think the Nuggets are going to beat the Lakers here.
0: I agree with you. I think the Nuggets are going to get the revenge. This is a revenge game
1: for them, and I think they're going to
0: come out wanting it more than the Lakers.
1: All right so we both and that's my uh that's my two game losing streak. <laughs> Hawks <laughs> the Lakers are just good. They don't have losing streaks. Hawks Nuggets. Uh 2 days later against the Detroit Pistons, uh <laughs> poor Pistons. So in my so schedule, bad. in my schedule I have the Pistons playing the Lakers after the Lakers lose to the Sixers and then after the Lakers lose to the Nuggets. Both of which the Lakers are going to be very upset and they're just going to come out and just absolutely steamroll <laughs> the Pistons. <laughs> so, I got another win. Yeah. Poor
0: Pistons. Um, the Pistons are down there and worse teams in the NBA also. I mean, it's Blake Griffin is like their best player. I mean, totally
1: <laughs> and they not. made some really bad moves in the offseason. And they lost Christian Wood. Ugh, crazy. Yeah. And then the Lakers yeah. have a two-game home stint against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I have the Lakers winning both of those. I don't see them splitting with the Thunder at home. Nah,
0: they'll win both. They'll win both. I got them winning both too. All
1: right. Friday, February 12th on ESPN. It's a weird uh, primetime matchup. This might be the only primetime game the Memphis Grizzlies get at 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, I got the Lakers winning. I think, you know, they got their losing streak, two-game losing streak, and they're going to rattle off a fourth win in the row, um, and they're going to win. You know, they lost to the Nuggets at home, and they're going to finish the five-game homestand with four straight wins.
0: Yeah, I, as I've mentioned, I really like the Grizzlies. Still got the Lakers winning this one uh, pretty easily.
1: All right. Sunday, February 14th, rematch with the Nuggets on the road, 4.30 p.m., I think the Lakers. Oh, on Valentine's Day, didn't realize that was the day. Uh, the day of love, the Lakers are going to make their their fans, you know, love the outcome because they're not going to lose to the Nuggets twice in a row. I got the Lakers winning.
0: Yeah, I I think they'll win this one too. Actually, though, I will say I just realized that that first Nuggets matchup on the fourth is at home for the Lakers. Yeah. Might switch the W and the L there. I think I might hand them an L on Valentine's Day and a W on the 4th.
1: Fair enough. I mean, either way, the record would be the same. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Tuesday, February 16th against the Timberwolves. Already mentioned them. Uh, Win. Yeah, in Minnesota. I got a win as well. Then we have a very interesting game. We have a um, back-to-back nationally televised games and then three more televised games shortly after. We're going to get a lot of Lakers in mid to late February here. Thursday, February 18th, on TNT, the first game against the newly formed—well, I should say newly healthy and formed—Brooklyn Nets. At home, like I said, I got the Nets winning this one.
0: I do not. I have the Lakers winning this one. I don't think the Nets are honestly that great. I think the
1: Nets are a solid team. They're good. I I don't love Kyrie Irving. I think the Lakers are playing with a target on their back, obviously. And Kevin Durant has always had this kind of M.O. of wanting to kind of beat LeBron and one-up LeBron to kind of prove that he's the alpha dog. Um, and for that reason, I think the Lakers are going to play a Nets team they haven't seen before. They're going to have tape, obviously, at this point of the year. And I think the Nets on primetime are going to... It's just that I can see it already. It's the classic, the Nets win this game, and then everyone's talking about, can the Lakers actually make a playoff run? Just like last year when they lost to the Clippers twice... Can they even get by the Clippers, you know, the Clippers are the team to beat? The Nets will win and then everyone's gonna be talking about how the Nets are the title favorites and everything because of one game. I just yeah. I, I can see that happening. It happens every year. So that's why my yeah. reasoning. I just I don't
0: think the Nets are that good, man. I really <laughs> I really don't. I think they're overrated. I it's funny too, we've talked about this. Like if they were to get James Harden, I don't know if that would make them better or not. Like, yeah, you have a more talented roster at the top, but at the same time, I mean, we talked about that. There's only one rock. Yeah. I I think the nets are going to be good. They're definitely going to be near the top of the East, but I just don't see them competing with the Lakers. If the Lakers and the nets were to somehow match up in, uh, in the NBA finals without James Harden.
1: Yeah. I think in a seven game series with the way the teams are currently constructed, I think the Lakers would win in a comfortable six, um, kind of like the Mm -hmm. heat series, a comfortable six. Um, but in a in a one off February game, I just I just I can see it. It happens every year. These this is my dumb brain not really thinking about the matchup and more thinking about what usually happens in the season and how the media kind of spins it. And I could just totally see that being what happens. Um, and then two days later, NBA Finals rematch at home against the Miami Heat on ABC, five thirty Pacific. I have them winning this one.
0: I do too. I have them showing the Heat, who's boss once again.
1: Yeah, and the Heat, you know, last year notoriously. I, mean, I don't know if notoriously is the right word but they were much better at home than on the road and the Lakers were one of the few teams to actually beat the heat you know in Miami. Um I think we're going to see more of the same. I don't know if it's so much the fans what you know rather than you know just Miami's a weird place to play. You're going all the way you know the southernmost point of the United States. I think don't fact check me on that. Um it actually might be Hawaii. I feel like Hawaii no. might be more south. I don't know. I, I'm yeah, not a geography major. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. Maybe the clubs won't be open. So actually the heat won't have as big of a, a home advantage as you know, they usually do, but I got the heat going to LA and losing. I don't see them traveling all the way across country and winning this game. Then we have Monday, yeah, no, February 22nd versus the new look, Washington wizards. All of a sudden this game is actually kind of interesting. Um, the Washington wizards have Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Davis Bertons. That's a good, that's a good player. Um Robin Lopez they signed. I thought that was a sneaky, decent signing. Nothing to like write home about, but I think that was, you know, decent. Thomas Bryant, former Laker. Mo Wag- Mo Wagner, former Laker. I got the Wizards winning this one. Just kidding. Just oh, kidding. Just God. kidding. Just I kidding. Was gonna, I was gonna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Lakers winning. Um Russell Westbrook on the Wizards though. I wanted to talk about it once we got, you know, through both the Houston and the Washington games. I think, you know, I, I joke about being a John Wall guy. I'm not really a John Wall guy. I think, you know, I see a lot of people kind of crapping on Houston for making this trade because John Wall's contract is terrible and because he's been hurt. But in my eyes, I, I don't think it was a bad trade for either team. I don't think it's a t- a trade that makes either team necessarily better. But I think, really, they just flipped bad assets and Houston got a pick out of it. You know, if anything, this is kind of bad on Washington's end. I think they're better with Russell Westbrook over John Wall. I still don't think, you know, they might be the seventh or eighth seed in the East. That That's probably their ceiling. Um, mm. But for Houston, I mean, they got someone, you know, Westbrook and Harden wasn't going to work. And you traded something that you knew wasn't going to work for something else that also most likely won't work. But at least it's something new. And at least, you know, you have a pick on top of it. So and if they do trade James Harden in the future, that thing's getting blown up anyways. Um, so I don't really hate the deal for Houston as much as other people have. Um, I really hate it for Houston. Um, <laughs> I mean,
0: I I pretty pretty strongly disagree. Um, I just John don't... Wall John Wall is not as good as Russell Westbrook by no, a huge yeah. margin. I, I John Wall is pretty much Russell Westbrook light. Yeah, John sure. Wall also gets paid way more than Russell Westbrook somehow because Russell Westbrook gets paid a ton, mm-hmm. and then all they did was give up a pick for a huge upgrade and and salary relief. Like yeah. I nah, the, the Wizards won this one. Ten, 10 out of ten. Yeah, but like
1: my my thought process is like, what are they gonna get for Russell Westbrook anyways? You know what I mean? Like what would they get for John Wall? Nothing. But they're at least hoping they know Westbrook and Harden isn't going to work. Like they've seen it firsthand. They saw it last year. They know it's not going to work. At least with wall. It's like, okay, let's just at least take a shot in the dark and hope that John wall can, you know, be better. John wall, 2017 did shoot 37% from three. So maybe if they can convince him to just not be ball dominant and be an off ball shooter, I don't think he's consistent enough to be that at all. Um, but if he works on a shooting stroke, you know, maybe Westbrook's never going to be a good shooter. um, John Wall, nickname on uh, Basketball Reference, Optimus Dime. So, I mean, they (laughs) traded for a guy, Optimus Dime. Come on now.
0: Optimus Dime is a dope name. Um, But I will say, I'm going to put it into perspective for you right now. All right. What would you rather have? Okay. Would you rather have Russell Westbrook, salary relief, maybe a couple million dollars per year, or John Wall, who's – played a handful of games in the last three seasons and it's probably never going to be the same a draft pick and added salary
1: now here's the thing (laughs) i knew that was coming now here's the thing but my my whole my whole point on this is it wasn't going to work for houston anyways and i'm trying to look at let's look at their contract figures i know john wall's contract is absurd so john wall is making 41 million this year 41 million cap hit westbrook is a let's see no westbrook's actually the same 41.3 cap hit same contract 41.3 wall is 41.2 next year westbrook is 44.2 wall is 44.3 and then they both have player options um actually 2022 2023 yeah and then they both have player options for 2022 2023 47 million each so their contracts are identical oh so,
0: okay, so I stand corrected. I still kind of stand by my take, though. I think, well, because absolutely. from relief isn't the biggest part of it.
1: A basketball standpoint, yeah, Westbrook is, guys, dang it, sports spot wreck. Um, West, Russell Westbrook's absolutely the better basketball player, don't get me wrong. But like I was saying, like, you know it's not going to work, and you're not going to get anything for him anyways, and he's probably going to, you know, depreciate in value and might as well just try something. I would rather them do this if I was a Rockets fan. And just hope that John Wall turns it around. I'm not saying he will. Rather than trade Westbrook for, you know, because they're not going to get expiring contracts. No team is going to take on Westbrook's contract. They would have to get four bad contracts. Like, you know, it would have to be something like a Luol Dang, Timothy Mozgov, and plus one plus asset. You know, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think their hands were tied. I think acquiring Westbrook was probably dumb anyways to begin with. Um, and that's kind of what you get. You know, and I think Daryl Morey was kind of forced into doing that by ownership. I don't think that was a Daryl Morey move personally, but Uh he's too smart for that. I think that was ownership pressuring into wanting to get a superstar, you know, but yeah, most likely I could be wrong. Um, Either way, Lakers going to beat Washington. This is a Lakers podcast at the end of the day, Wednesday, February 24th at Utah on ESPN 7 p.m. Pacific. I have the Lakers winning.
0: Hmm. I have them winning the rest of the games, honestly. I'm looking at it right now. I have them winning every single game outright.
1: Okay. So we have at Utah, a W. We have Friday, February 26th, at home against Portland. We'll just chalk that as a W. You know, Portland beats them the first time. I think the Lakers will come back with a vengeance. Um, Same could be said Sunday, February 28th against Golden State. Three straight ESPN games. Three straight primetime wins for the Lakers. I think the Lakers, you know, will, will want that revenge for losing to the Warriors the first time around. Then we have, to finish the season off, I'm skipping a game on purpose. We have Wednesday, March 3rd at Sacramento. We'll not finish the season off, but finish the first half. I have them winning that one. But Tuesday, March 2nd, against Phoenix on TNT, I actually have them getting an L here. You must like <laughs> Devin Booker. I think... Look, man, basketball teams have to lose, and at this point, they'd be on a one, two, three, four, five, They'd be on a 6-game winning streak. I think Phoenix is going to be a, a gritty team Chris Paul Devin Booker DeAndre Ayton and company and I think they're going to come into LA and they're going to shock the Lakers a little bit it's going to be the first leg of a back-to-back uh they they know they're going to beat Sacramento the Lakers are a traveling back-to-back you know nonetheless um yeah it's the first leg but I think like the Lakers will be kind of like oh we got a traveling back-to-back kind of dreading it come out a little flat against Phoenix and again TNT game and people love to talk about how the Lakers are done because they lose one primetime game um so I'm losing that and then winning against Sacramento that means my record through 37 games, Daniel, prediction is 29 and 8. I don't know if you have yours written down. Mine is 30 and 7. Okay, so you have them one game better than I do. Yes. Yeah, I kept track. Uh, 72 game pace because it's a 72 game season of 56 and 16 is my record. 82 well, game that... pace. If, yeah, 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 yeah. If they're doing it full season would be 64 and 18. Yep. Um. Last year's record through 37 games, Daniel? 30-7. Oh, wow. Yeah. So okay. that We're right on line, really. And I, I didn't know that until after I did my... I didn't even go back and tweak it either. Like, I did my schedule, and then I looked, and I was like, oh, wow, I'm one game off of what they were last year. Which is probably fair. I mean, they're going to be right around the same, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. All right. So, you have 30-7. I have 29-8. and eight. Um, I know you wanted to... Briefly mentioned, you know teams they are not playing in the first thirty-seven. Um, oh
0: yeah, I guess we could talk about. It. I mean, we've talked about every NBA team at this point, so
1: <laughs> I mean, the, the Pacers, yeah,
0: aren't going to be very good, right?
1: <laughs> two games against them, second half, that could be good for the record.
0: Yeah, yeah, could help for sure.
1: The Magic, um,
0: Magic, not very good, I don't think.
1: Two wins Did in they... the second half. Yeah, yeah, um, another two wins.
0: And then the Charlotte Hornets, led by LaMelo Ball, they'll lose both of them. The, the Lakers are definitely going to lose to the Ball family once again.
1: Oh, and are oh, you saying the Lakers are going to lose? Oh, yeah. The Lakers will lose to the Charlotte Hornets. Both games. Yeah. You're trolling.
0: Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You thought I was serious?
1: And you left out the New York Knicks, another yeah. great franchise.
0: The New, New York Knicks oh my gosh, they're they're just superior to the Lakers, to be honest with you. I, I think that they will will their way to win against the Lakers one game. You can co- we can come back to this podcast in a few months and just watch them lose one game to the Knicks and we'll laugh about it.
1: Well, I'm looking at these eight games, you know, Pacers, Magic, Hornets, and Knicks that they're going to have in the second half of the season because they have to play Those them each twice. Wins. Yeah, like that's seven and one at the worst. That might be eight and oh. Like, nah, no, I think no, that's eight <laughs> no, man. I mean, I was just saying seven and one, maybe they lose to the Pacers if they catch them on a back to back or something, but yeah, that's that's eight. So we have you know four non Eastern Conference playoff teams. I mean, maybe the Pacers make the back end playoffs just because, um, you know, Brogdon and whatnot, but um, and Sabonis, but still,
0: I just uh. I just looked it up too. If you add eight wins to the total, the 30 and seven and it becomes 38 and seven Lakers would then be on pace for a 61 and 11 season. Jeez. <laughs> that's that's pretty nuts, man.
1: Yeah. That's looking. I, all right. Hot take. Do you want to say it now? Do you think the Lakers win 60 games in a 72 game season?
0: I'm going to say yes. I think it's, I think it's very, very plausible. Um, I think that this team could easily challenge for 65-70 wins in a full
1: 82-game oh, season. I thought you were saying in 72. I was like, what? <laughs> oh,
0: no. <laughs> no, They're going to go 70-2? Nah. <laughs> in a full 82-game season. So if we think of that in terms of 72 games, I think 60 wins isn't out of the question. I think they will be right around there. If I had to put a, like, a final just guess on every single game, obviously we don't know the full schedule. I would say that they win somewhere in between 58 to 62 games. And I'm going to put the final number at exactly 60.
1: All right. Well, I want to wrap this up with this then as I look this up real quick because there is a way we can actually uh, pick a side of this, Daniel. Go over the action network. Look at the the wins. There's only one outlet that actually has the regular season wins that you could bet on right now. And that Mm -hmm. is um, points bet. They don't have any of them anywhere else. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, oh, geez. Over under 48. Oh, 48
0: and 24? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm taking that all day. I, I'm going to go place that right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is,
0: okay, that's juicy. That's so juicy. I need to look at those futures, man, because then we could listen to this podcast, kind of see what we said, and then compare – what happens maybe at the end of the season do a little debrief We can listen back to this podcast and then review it
1: yeah i like that i like that so after the 37 we'll circle back mid-season i'll remind us and we'll we'll uh we'll talk about i'm I'm gonna keep my document i don't know if you've been writing them down but i'm gonna keep my document and then we're gonna go back and we're gonna see who over the first half of the year had a better percentage of correct wins slash losses
0: yes we agreed on most of them but yeah uh, i mean there will be some Yeah, for sure.
1: Like the Phoenix Suns.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) All righty. It was fun, Daniel. Uh, Next episode will be about the preseason, what we want to see in the preseason uh, before the regular season. Again, Laker fans, the best in the world. You didn't need us to tell you that, but that's some confirmation. In the meantime, everyone, go Lakers.
0: I'll be balling every day.